I was telling my doctor and I also told a couple of friends like um, I'm pretty sure my husband's a bit tired from uh, wiping pee pee off the floor. Uh, what do you think we should do? Or is this normal? Is the baby okay? And I, I don't remember who, but someone said Kegel exercises, honey. They help. Marhaba, I'm Karen Abu Jaudin. I'm Sarah Raslan. And I'm Mais Amran. Welcome to Al Umuma. Real talk, guys. We'll be taking you through all the stages of pregnancy and motherhood and diving into the stuff no one talks about. From fears and anxieties, sex drive, to social stigmas, we will be sharing our personal experiences with you. And of course, welcome various special guests to share their journeys and learnings too. And most importantly, hear from you, mamas. This is your podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram where we'll be taking all your awesome questions. Don't shy away, mamas, or even papas. All sorts of questions are welcome. Just remember, folks, we are not medical professionals. We are mamas sharing our experiences with you. All thoughts and opinions expressed are our own. Welcome to the first trimester, ladies. And this is our second episode. You're either pregnant or you're just educating yourself, which is great. Mace... Yes. You are currently pregnant. I am. And for about six months, people just thought I got fat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. I actually wasn't showing much. uh, And I thought something was wrong with me. Remember, Karen? Mm -hmm. I kept saying, baby's not coming out. And a lot of the women would be like, yeah, but it's nice. You look skinny. You look not pregnant. It's not bad. And I'm like... (laughs) Actually, I'd like to look pregnant. Um, so there's never an I don't think anyone's ever happy with their belly bump. It's either it's too big or it's too small or it's too this or it's too that. But um, sooner or later, you just learn to appreciate everything about your body when you're pregnant. Just you know, ex- <laughs> the first trimester, I'm sure because this is fresh in your mind. Did everyone ask you, what are you craving? Are you getting sick? And like yeah. all these you know, things that happen in your first trimester, everyone's... Yeah. I had zero cravings. Not only did I have food aversions, but I was projectiling like the exorcist, like nonstop. <laughs> it was horrific. Um, it was so bad. It, first of all, can we please uh, eliminate the whole morning sickness myth? There's no such thing as morning sickness. It's every day, all day, evening, night, afternoon. It could be literally any part of the day. It's not just mm-hmm. a morning thing. Um, I actually felt my sickness mainly in the afternoon and uh, sometimes before I go to bed. Uh, and I would actually vomit almost every other day by 3 a.m. It was horrendous. I, I, sometimes I vomited so much, I actually thought, I'm going to lose my baby. This is how hard I've been pushing uh, on my stomach and on my core. It was painful. So to answer your question, ladies, uh, because it was the only thing. I don't know. Did you do that? In crackers? I didn't. I had very mild um, nausea. Um, Sorry, Taraba and Mace. <laughs> I felt a bit nauseous in the beginning. I called my mom and I told her, and she's like, "La, 
ما بيصير انا ما كان عندي ابدا سو يو شودنت هاف ات ايذر اوبسيت اب وان ماي مام سيد ماما قالت معلش ماما انا وخالتك وستك للشهر التاسع استفرغنا ام لايك ثانكس ماما اي واز اولسو سو سيك ان ماي فيرست ترايمستر فود افيرجنز نوجيا فايولنت فوميتنج اند يس ات دازنت هابن ان ذا مورنينج didnt you pop an eye A vein? Yeah, I actually, I vomited. You know, I didn't pop an eye. It stayed in. Thank God. <laughs> That doesn't happen, ladies. Don't worry. I vomited so violently that I popped blood vessels around my eye. So under my eye, literally looked like little Harry Potter scars all over my face. Oh my, it was really bad. But one thing that made me feel better is... that there is a study out there for all of those women who suffer from morning sickness <laughs> that showed that mothers who suffered from morning sickness actually had children who scored higher on average on certain IQ tests and memory tests and language skills. So <laughs> I can only hope that this boy better become an astronaut ASAP <laughs> in that case because honestly this was exhausting. And I think what made it a little bit more frustrating for me aside from all of this um wow what a way to start the episode hey ladies don't worry about your first trimester <laughs> not everyone's the same <laughs> you're you know you can maybe be like sada where you're just elegantly getting a little bit of morning sickness here and there or you could be like me and karen where she pops a a couple of veins here and there and i literally wasn't end up your, urinating um, myself was, i was gonna say wasn't your amazing husband cleaning up the floors <laughs> behind you i actually had to sit on a garbage bin and vomit <laughs> because of how much i would push and when i was telling my doctor and i also told a couple of friends like um i'm pretty sure my husband's a bit tired from uh, wiping pee pee off the floor uh what do you think we should do or is this normal is the baby okay and i i don't remember who but someone said kegel exercises honey they help and i'm like what oh yeah <laughs> but I, i i just did one as i swear <laughs> I, I just did it. I can see Terrence Sarah this time. So Mace would vomit and pee herself. I would pop some <laughs> blood vessels and uh, Sarah would... I, I ate some ginger biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> But there are so many other symptoms that can, um, that can happen. Some people have none. Some people have a few and some people have a lot. Um, a few that are, you know, the standard are obviously your hormones are going through a lot. So you may likely see a difference in your emotions, your reactions. So that just comes naturally. Um, smell aversions, low sex drive, just heightened emotions in general, mm-hmm. vomiting, morning sickness. But there are some that are a little strange and special that I think some of us can tell a little bit of stories about. So I'll start with my embarrassing story. So one symptom. More embarrassing than pissing yourself? Uh, just a, mm, no. Well, maybe <laughs> more disgusting. <laughs> maybe a little more. I don't know. Depends how you take it. Let's see. So one thing that I didn't know was your saliva glands actually can start producing a lot more saliva as a reaction to the changes in your hormones. Oh, my God. So in my first trimester, I was constantly feeling up. with Karen. saliva <laughs> i couldn't swallow enough saliva it amazes gagging right now <laughs> i was overproducing saliva so much so that i needed to spit it out constantly so i had a saliva cup stop 
So I'm studying, I'm doing my master's degree and then just spitting saliva and then going to the bathroom and vomiting and then spitting and then vomiting because I'm so disgusted of spitting. So that was one weird one is the over salivation. I know, Sarah, you had um, an interesting experience as well. That's very different than vomiting and salivating. Yeah. So one thing that I had uh, was an increased hormones and blood flow caused a a growth in my gums Um, it was like a little lump just full of blood and I went to the dentist and the dentist reassured me that it was nothing alarming uh, that it's very common during pregnancy for women to have it I'm I'm so lucky that the dentist Khan Ibn Halal and he basically (laughs) didn't charge me several thousand dirhams to laser it um, oh. which is what I wanted to do initially and and he said you know wait until after you deliver because most of the times these types of growth go away after delivery um, once the hormones rebalance and um, and alhamdulillah like after after I delivered little Ayush uh, within a few weeks the growth was completely gone and I totally forgot about it Oh, wow. That's amazing. Another type of growth that I did have throughout the entire pregnancy, which I had to monitor very closely, were fibroids in uh, in my uterus. Um, there are three different types of fibroids. Actually, what are fibroids? So fibroids are small growths of tissue and blood, and they can be benign. They could be non-benign. They could be malignant. It depends. Um, Between 20 to 80% of women do develop fibroids by the time they are 50 years old. So they are quite common. Most of the times, they amount to nothing. There are small growths of blood tissue in the body that don't mean anything. Um, So I had a few fibroids in the body. I had them before I was pregnant. They were so small that the doctors, you know, didn't even blink uh, when they saw them. They just said, oh, you've got a few fibroids. Not a big deal. After I got pregnant, they became became more visible with each scan. So throughout the entire pregnancy, they continued to grow uh, each one to a few centimeters. Um, Again, the doctors didn't show any concern for these fibroids. The only time that they did start showing concern um, was when one of the fibroids was quite close to my cervix. And so the doctor uh, said that, you know, we need to keep checking this one because it could block the cervix. So basically the option to do a natural birth, a natural delivery. Um, In my case, alhamdulillah, none of the fibroids were positioned in a way that put the baby at risk. So it's really a matter of luck of where these fibroids appear and how they grow in which direction and how big they can get. Um, So there's different. So there's a fibroid that can appear inside the uterus so it can actually share space with the fetus. I didn't have any of those, but that could happen for some women. And it's important for the doctor to keep monitoring them. And to make sure that that if there are fibroids inside the uterus or intramural, which is between the walls of the uterus, that they're not positioned where the placenta is, because then there's a risk of the fibroid growing and possibly dislodging the placenta. Those that's a lot to you know take in for your first trimester. Mm-hmm. Again, some of you might not be feeling anything. Some of you might be feeling everything. Right. I remember 
I was feeling so annoyed and exhausted from all the vomiting and all the ugh, everything that I wanted to get my hair done or my nails done. And then I realized there are some things that I can't do. Oh my God, and there's so many things you can't do when you're when you're in your first trimester. I mean, it's bad enough that you're already feeling sometimes, well, not everyone, as you're saying, but... For me, it was bad enough that I was feeling so physically ill, exhausted, tired, sleepy. And, oh, did I mention that I couldn't smell my husband? I know we talked about smell aversions, <laughs> but it was specifically towards Mazen. <laughs> Anything and everything he did stunk. Poor thing. I And then you're like, Mazen! <laughs> Get out of the bed. <laughs> Poor guy comes, brushes his teeth. I'm like, what is that disgusting smell? He's like, toothpaste. Experiment. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, well, it stinks in your mouth. And he's just like, I'm sorry. You know, he wasn't even allowed to spray deodorant or perfume or I don't think he was allowed to breathe next to me. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. Uh, but yeah, when when I was feeling that, almost down with everything that I was going through. As you said, Karen, I told my guy, no, uh, I want to go do a few treatments. And she first asked, what treatments? She's <laughs> Polish German. She speaks that way. <laughs> She's fantastic. Uh, I told her I wanted to get the um, eyebrow lamination. You know how when your eyebrows are mm. like gelled up and you just look fantastic. Gigi Hadid style. Pushy brows. Uh, <laughs> I wish because I have such thin eyebrows. <laughs> and she just looked at me and smiled and she said, oh, not for a long time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it turns out there's so much you can't do. Uh, so even uh, the jellish manicure and pedicure, it's something that's um, advised against. Eyebrow lamination, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, eyelash lifting and tinting because of the strong glue and dye smell. So hair coloring. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your roots massages you you have to be very careful about your massages because mm. and reflexology because yeah. there are pressure points in the body that could trigger contractions and you definitely don't want to do that early on mm. um and some things like at the dentist um no x-rays and at the dentist making sure that you know even to avoid in your mouth the x-rays yeah yeah no no x-rays I know Absolutely it's no x-rays at the hospital, but also for your mouth. Yeah, because of, of the radiation that you're surrounded with. And my dentist avoided fluoride as well, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, as, and one thing that I think Sara mentioned in the first episode was saunas and steam rooms and hot tubs. So yeah, you don't want to cook your embryo. Yeah, you've got to make sure you don't overheat. So whenever you're not sure about a specific service or a cosmetic treatment, um, just ask your OBGYN, ask your medical health professional, just make sure that it's safe because everything that you experience on your body, in your body, that you put onto your body Um, it passes through to your uh, embryo. Mm -hmm. And one thing... Get that, your Botox in before. Absolutely. <laughs> Sara nailed it. Botox in before you get pregnant. Because you can't do Botox when you're pregnant. For a long yeah, that's time. True. Yeah. Um, but also about laser. Uh, there is not significant studies. Uh, it, it hasn't been conducted that it's 100% not... You're not supposed to do laser and 100% harmful for the fetus. That's true. But because the study isn't enough, doctors and OBGYNs and midwives always advise against it. But even my laser lady, when she found, when I told her I was pregnant, she just said, please, 
maybe it's best you come after you deliver and even maybe not in the first three months if you're breastfeeding if you choose to breastfeed let's just be you know better safe than sorry because the laser can be a little bit intense uh, on the skin but yeah definitely safe uh, better safe than sorry i've stopped my laser yeah mm. and your hair coloring just do it before try and do it before um, i continue to do hair color but without the the what's it called inoa inoa i continue to do hair coloring because my roots are embarrassing um <laughs> without without it so i continued but i did i did my my colorist used inoa and i continue to use inoa but for example my cousin she she didn't dye her hair the entire first trimester uh and every time i saw her i'd be like babe there's inoa you can use inoa <laughs> I don't even know what Inua is, by the way. I've never dyed my hair, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what's Inua? Rub it in. It's a, it's um, <laughs> it's like a chemical-free product. I think. Oh, okay, yeah. super. There you go, ladies. Chemical-free product. Don't don't quote us on this. Though. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't, don't don't quote us on it because some some doctors and some women say that even Inua is is not sa- not safe enough. So definitely, you know. Go by what you feel comfortable with and, and what your doctors uh, advise. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Speaking of safety and precaution and planning ahead, uh, did you ladies do a NIPT test, the non-invasive uh, prenatal test? Did you ladies do it? Yep, I did it. Um, it was, it's optional. Right. So, and it is expensive and not covered by insurance. but. Right. What the NIPT test is, it looks for genetic mutations and abnormalities. Um, so we we did it, and we actually found out the gender from doing the NIPT test as well. You do it's it the at... the most accurate, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's 95% accurate. Yeah. And there are different, several different kinds of NIPT tests that look for those different genetic codes and genetic mutations. But Rami and I did do the NIPT test. Alhamdulillah, it was, everything was okay. Yeah, we did the NIPT test uh, too. And I remember just waiting for the results was so nerve wracking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we didn't want to know the gender until, uh, until the delivery. And so we had the answer in our email of the gender and we didn't check it the entire time. Oh you God. never knew Aya's gender? No. You're joking. Yeah, yeah. I wanted like a Hollywood moment, you know, when the doctor like pulls the baby up and he's like, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that you didn't know Aya's uh, yeah. gender. Oh, wow. You actually amazing. thought you were you having thought, a boy. Yeah, they thought that because of the way <laughs> another old wives tale was the way that Sarah was carrying, even I was carrying. Mm. Um, everyone thought we were carrying boys because of the shape of the stomach. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you also do the little gold chain? No, I didn't. Sorry, I I did. didn't. Would you also want to keep the gender uh, till till the end in, in the next baby, inshallah? I loved not knowing the gender because I felt like it removed a lot of expectation that we would have had if it, if we knew it was a girl or a boy. But anyways, it's not an option. My husband categorically was against it. By uh, the way, you've been that I found that so inspiring and exciting that I kind of want to do that for my second. Yeah. I don't want to know the gender. Because I, I feel we did the baby shower for Chloe. 
And I was like, gender reveal or gender surprise? Yeah. So I'm going for gender <laughs> surprise. I think oh, that would be fun. Sara, you inspired so me. I really want it. I want that moment of that's like, <gasps> what is it? Oh, but the yeah. NIPT test, yeah, waiting was super stressful. And then I had to, I remember Googling, what is it? What are these genetic mutations? What could be? Oh, no. And then Karen. you get stuck oh, yeah. in the Google wormhole. Mm-hmm. It's just... <laughs> it created so much more fear and anxiety and you're reading about all these things that could and couldn't happen and things you never heard of that you're now learning about that just have never existed in your family history for example always remember when in doubt do not google Mm. it created so much fear unnecessary fear and then Fear if your baby's going to be normal and then fear of losing baby and then fear of you know if you if you're capable of being a mom in general. So oh my goodness. Yeah. I think that's yeah. our first introduction as moms to what it means to be a mom and to, to, to be afraid and have these anxieties over your, your child's safety and health. It's, it's quite massive. Um, when, when I got food poisoning, uh, during my first trimester, Oh no, I was so terrified that, whatever it is that I ate, that bacteria was going to find its way down into the, to the embryo and do something damaging. And I did do the Googling. I also contacted my father. I called him every single day and he was so sick of me by the end of the the week because I kept saying like, are you sure this is going to be, you know, it's not going to hurt my baby. And, and, and he kept saying, food poisoning it's not a virus a lot of the because I kept saying like what about this disease and what about that and he's like these are all viruses they're not bacteria which is what you get from food poisoning but yes googling without having proper understanding of what's going on and what's inside um, I definitely recommend keeping these types of uh, fears and anxieties uh, as conversations with doctors and not going to google I think what also added to my uh, I don't want to say an anxiety but definitely just uh, overthinking was when a lot of friends and family found out I was pregnant they would impose a lot of their beliefs on on me and and baby I don't know if you girls got the enjoy your last days of good sleep enjoy your last days of a clean home. I actually had a friend who doesn't even have children. <laughs> like she doesn't even have kids. She just looked at me and was like, you know how you like to clean the house so much? Say goodbye to that because it will be rubbish everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, damn girl, you don't even got kids. Like why do you have to tell me that and break my heart and <laughs> my OCD heart? <laughs> Did you girls get those, um, I don't know, imposing comments almost. Definitely. There are, it's all those cliches like say goodbye to sleep. And um, it's, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a standard, like just get ready to receive those. And they're just opinions and it's your choice whether to take it or leave it. I chose to leave it <laughs> and it helped. It made things easier. So everyone's always got an opinion. Everyone always has a piece of advice. Um, and it's, it's in your power to accept it or not. I think after the NIPT test, uh, when I was waiting for the gender reveal, I was asking my in-laws or friends or loved ones, like my parents as well, actually, do you think it's a girl or do you think it's a boy? Like, I'm all so excited. 
بابا الخلقه الكامله اهم شيء اتس لايك طيب اوكي بس دي ثينك الخلقه الكامله از ا جيرل اور از ا بوي انه باي ذا واي اي كان اسك جاد فور تو ثينكس خلقه كامله اند بوي ف يا ا لوت اوف ذا تايمز انه خلص قولي باذن الله قولي بسم الله قولي ما شاء الله خلص ما تعتلي هم هذا الشيء ما بيعني انه اتس لايك اي كود اي فيل لايك اي كودنت اكسبريس ماي Honestly, desire of a gender it was almost like لا مش لازم انك تحكي ولد او بنت لازم تحكي باذن الله خلقه كامله yeah. وفقط نقطه على السطر بس uh, لا anytime anyone asked me انه of course did you guys get the question of was this planned <laughs> did you plan <laughs> is this an accident and it's like no i woke up to a thermometer in my mouth every morning it was 100% planned uh, but um it's when they would ask would you like a boy or, an, or a girl it some some women actually shy away from that answer just to uh, avoid that whole you know you shouldn't ask all you should ask for is a healthy baby mm. but uh, i always said i would like a healthy baby boy boom i'm having a baby boy there you go in your face <laughs> there's so much information overload in the first trimester i remember yeah. just thinking about so many things and worrying about so many things. What we like to do in our episodes is always give you ladies some pieces of advice um, that will help nurture this specific phase that you're going through. So this specifically first trimester, some things that we want to discuss are, for example, continue to take your folic acid. 100%. So if you hadn't already started it when you were trying to conceive... Make sure to take your folic acid because in the first few weeks of pregnancy, you're 76% less likely to have a child with neural tube defects. Right. So folic acid is super, super, super important. And of course, your OBGYN will also add different prenatal vitamins for you to, uh, to be taking throughout your pregnancy. Uh, and a lot of the times, including myself, you would ask questions like, what else can I do to make sure this baby grows out and grows up to be, for example, smart or, or, or nice or a good taste palate or this or that? I think my advice would be just let baby be. Uh, right? Absolutely. So there is a wonderful book Um, that I think all moms or all parents need to read. And it's called Brain Rules for Baby by John Medina. Mazin loves that book. It's wonderful. It's, a, it's science-based facts on how to help your child develop a healthy brain. So in the first few chapter, in the first chapter, he discusses pregnancy. And the best thing you can do in the first trimester of pregnancy, he says, leave baby alone. Baby just wants to be left alone. So don't try speaking French or putting, you know, Mozart or buying products that, you know, you think are going to help uh, the baby's brain develop in the first trimester. Don't waste your money on that because it doesn't matter at this phase. It doesn't make a difference. Just make sure you're stress-free, as stress-free as possible, and let baby do what baby does because baby is doing exactly what it needs to do at this stage. There are things you could do for you for the next few trimesters that will help boost, you know, baby's development, baby's brain development. For example, um, eating a balanced diet. Um, right. That Fruits might, and vegetables are so crucial. Some people think you've got to eat for two, but 
you don't actually have to eat for two. That is another myth. Tell that, that was to my dad, Karen. Mm. And my dad. <laughs> he my actually mom. thought that I wasn't taking care of baby. Because <laughs> you're not w- eating twice yeah. as much. He asked me to eat kibde. Which is like the first thing you should avoid when you get pregnant <laughs> because of the high vitamin A in liver. Baba, and I'm just like, why? He's like, Khalas, Baba, you're eating for two. It's not you anymore. I'm like, but I don't like kibde. He's like, it's not about you. It's about the baby. <laughs> but it is as much as about you as it is about the baby, ladies. Yeah, it is. You have yeah. to take care of you. And you don't have to eat for two. You just need about 300 extra calories. That's it. That's roughly like a small, medium salad. You know, that's not, you don't need to double your, your calorie intake at all. It actually be a cup of yogurt and an apple. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there it is. So guys, what are some other useful tips in the first trimester that mommies should take into consideration? What would you advise them? My advice would be it's okay to exercise. Uh, I know you might be a little bit nervous to get back into it or to continue or maybe just even to go through any form of exercise because you're afraid God forbid something happens to baby. But my tip would be to continue or to start moving your body. It's very important to stay active and fit during your pregnancy. It's not that you need to This is not right. Definitely improve and enhance your body's um, energy, mobility, flexibility, keep going, keep walking, walk into the pool. If, if walking, actually walking, walking in the pool is a super good exercise for pregnant women, uh, cause it's a very low impact, uh, exercise and make sure that you monitor your heart rate, your body temperature. And as Karen said in the first episode of conception, the best kind of moderate exercise is the kind of exercise where you're able to speak during your workout so you're not going too hard on yourself so that would be my tip is don't worry to keep moving don't worry to to maintain your your fit life or your fit activities so um another really useful tip i think for ladies in their first trimester is to really start thinking about building your support system building your tribe really reach out to those that give you comfort that give you the support, that can reassure you that you feel safe around, that you can share your journey with. They can give you tips. They can help you when you're feeling sick. They can pull your hold your hair back when you're vomiting, especially including your partner. This is, you know, a beautiful moment for the both of you. It wasn't so beautiful when I was pissing myself, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a bonding. That's intimacy on the next level. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Um, my piece of advice would be, so first trimester triggers a lot of fear, fear of loss, worry, concern, these tests, those tests. Don't Especially let- if you're someone that actually went through a miscarriage. This, Absolutely. this first trimester could be the most challenging one Absolutely. for you. Um, so don't let fear govern this trimester for you. Choose love instead. Build an environment of love. And I know it sounds easier said than done, but it can be done. There are, there are so many fears that come up like, am I going to bond with baby? Am I going to breastfeed? Am I going to be able to keep this baby this trimester? Am I going to lose it? The thing to remember is that 
These worries are natural and normal, but these fears don't have to be your reality. Beautiful. I completely agree. Thank you, ladies, for such a lovely episode number two. The first trimester was awesome to relive with you, ladies. Absolutely. And I wasn't too far back from my first trimester. And I hope the uh, small tips and advice that we gave today is beneficial to a lot of the mamas and even the babas that are going through this with their partners. And if anyone has any questions about the first trimester, please do send us uh, messages over Instagram at El Umuma. We look forward to hearing from you. Ma salame. Bye. Ma salame.